and welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Welcome back. As always, the Open Government Podcast brings you interviews with people working in open government and citizen engagement in their communities. And today we have Josh McDougall, who's the Cryptocurrency Certification Consortium Director, as well as a Digital Forensics investigator. This guy is <laughs> neck deep in technology. He's the kind of guy that, ten, that can tell you how uh, all, like the Silk Road and, and Tor and all those things, how they all work. And uh, he's very knowledgeable. And today we're going to be asking him about privacy by design. Because in the space of open government, open data, we always talk about privacy by design. It's a protocol that was introduced but no one really knows what it looks like. And Josh, Bitcoin, which is one of the things that, that you're very much involved in, is an example of privacy by design. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. So with Bitcoin, um, I mean, let's take a look at the classic method of how you would normally go to a store and pay for something. Uh, normally, in that case, you would go there, let's say you're paying with your credit card. Uh, in order to use a credit card, by design, you're giving your name uh, and you're giving the actual secret details used to spend that money. Um, if we take a look at, at Bitcoin from that perspective, um, what you're doing is you have a secret and you're never telling anyone that secret, but you're just using that secret to authorize the payment itself. In, in the one uh, classic method, uh, in order to authorize a payment, you have to give all these details about yourself and about the payment method in general, where Bitcoin has been designed so that payments are done, um, I guess payments are authorized, but, but that details about the actual individual are not necessary for the transaction itself. So basically what Bitcoin has done, and I, I'd like you to confirm this because I'm still wrapping my head around this complicated thing but privacy by design essentially says that whenever you're designing something now you should always put privacy in mind first with bitcoin when it comes to finances and the coins that you have it made sure that although bitcoin is very much a public interaction it's still very private when it comes to particulars about an individual am i right or wrong in thinking this yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, a lot of people, when they talk about Bitcoin, they, they do refer to it as an anonymous currency. And that's, I mean, it's, that's not necessarily something that's true. Bitcoin by design is a huge open ledger. Um, and when you say ledger, you actually mean that, like an accountant's ledger where all the transactions are, are, are listed. Yes, exactly. Um, every single cent of the system is tracked in this one ledger that is distributed amongst all the people on the Bitcoin network. But it, the ledger doesn't say that Richard Pietro has X amount of money. The ledger says that this, um, this entity, this, this series of digits, has this funds associated with them. Um, so there's, there's a link missing there, um, which, which helps, uh, I guess, crypt what... Uh, what users are actually have the authorized or have the authorization to to spend those funds, um, but that's not to say that you can't openly state who those funds belong to and and who those digits actually represent. 
So you can put the labels essentially online. So this presents a very interesting uh, perspective, which actually, you know what? Um, Samir, I think you have something that you'd like to bring up. Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just curious. I, I, I'll be honest. Bitcoin is, is a bit new to me, and as is all cryptocurrencies, like, I, I ignored it for the most part. But privacy is a really big thing that I work with on a daily basis. So I'm actually really fascinated by this idea of cryptocurrency being uh, is being embedded into privacy, I, I was I was wondering and perhaps I'm putting you on the spot here is well, how can the lessons that we've learned from cryptocurrency be applied to other things that we do in real life? First of all, I wouldn't be worried about being new to cryptocurrency as pretty much everyone is. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this, this technology is only a couple years old, so um, that's certainly not a concern. Um, as for how others can learn from this. Um, that's interesting. Well, one thing to note is that um, with Bitcoin and, and currency, uh, it's described as the first. Um, it's described as the first real application of the technology. The technology itself, underneath, is is called the blockchain, um, which in Bitcoin's case we call. Look, I, that's what I've referred to as the ledger. Um, so the the blockchain is just the big public ledger that every that allows uh, distributed consensus. Um, so the, what Bitcoin might help us with is finding other areas where that distributed consensus is, is useful. Um, some of the uh, other applications that people have brought up is uh, voting. Um, one of the examples you've given me in the past, Josh, is that a fundraising for your soccer team? Is, yeah. is, this, is, this, is this something that's relevant in, in this particular question? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's always one that I like to say because it's a very simple example. So if you've, got, um, if you've got, say, little Tammy soccer team going on here, and as parents, everyone pays their fees, um, so the team ends up getting a, a fairly good collection of fees. Uh, and then as the soccer team then goes to tournaments, they use those fees to pay for that. And then as they buy new uniforms, those fees go towards that. And throughout the entire process, you have this open ledger that everyone sees where the money's coming in, where the money's going out. Um, so it really helps add to the transparency of the entire process. That's great. I, I, I have so many questions to ask you at some point. But before, we, before I bother you about all of this cryptocurrency stuff, I want to come back to the idea of privacy. And, and because privacy is kind of built into this, we're in a world where we're giving up a lot of our personal information to entities, to governments all the time. Why is privacy important? Um, and what is a trade-off that we need to start thinking about when we give up personal information, uh, how do we make sure we're getting value from that? Well, one of my favorite quotes that I heard recently, and I'm sorry to who said it, I'm not quite sure who they were, um, was if you don't know, or if, if something doesn't cost money and you can't tell how a service is making money, uh, you're the product. <laughs> and I think the obvious cases are things like Facebook and and Twitter and all these awesome free services that we have at our disposal that we put copious amounts of information to, obviously we are the product in those situations. We are what's being sold to their vendors and their, their advertisers. Um, privacy is an amazing thing, though, and I personally feel that we all 
uh, certainly deserve it. Um, with, again, taking back to my original comparison of, say, credit cards versus um, something like Bitcoin, when you use your credit card at these establishments and they're able to kind of track that purchase and, and now every time I'm buying from that same store, they start building that profile on me on everything I've ever purchased. That way, the next time they send out a flyer, they can send out a really accurate flyer. Now, what happens is when that establishment, and maybe I'm okay with that, maybe I really want really accurate flyers, but what happens when that establishment loses control over the information they have? Either they're hacked, or maybe a government entity would like information on the profile. They now have, to, or they now have potentially either lost or been forced to give up information, which I didn't necessarily give them the authority to collect in the first place. And, and maybe they don't see this as a problem at the time, uh, but especially with financial details, once that's out in the open, that can be uh, quite devastating to me as an individual. Um, whereas with Bitcoin, at least, when, when I'm paying for something, I can, I can do it under different accounts every time. I can make that ability to track me as a consumer quite difficult. And really, when it comes down to it, there doesn't even have to be names involved in that transaction. So at least from that perspective, I've kind of I've taken that control over my personal information back into my own hands. And that's one of the great things about this whole Bitcoin community, and you said it's been around for a couple of years, is that although it's public, it's it's reliant on democratizing the exchange of currency, it's reliant on having a public ledger, but at the same time, by the way it was designed, it protects everybody's privacy. And, and this is just a great example when people are asking of what this privacy by design looks like. So thank you so much, Josh, for joining us here today. And one more thing I'd like to mention as, as uh, we're wrapping things up, uh, for all of, all of those out there who are big SQL type fans, uh, take just 10, 15 seconds here to tell us about Schemaverse. All right, uh, for sure. So Schemaverse is a project I started a couple years back. It's a um, SQL-based space strategy game, uh, which is a bit of a mouthful. Basically, uh, it's your classic space battle game where you fly around and try and take over planets from each other. But the entire thing is played using SQL. So select star from my ships, insert it into my ships, select star from ships in range, um, Basically, what ends up happening is uh, people write fairly large programs to all battle against each other. And we're currently <laughs> at about 13,000 users with maybe 20 people on Earth who actually know how to play. Oh, wow. That's insane. Well, th once again, like this is not my world. It's your world. But I know a lot of other people will be interested to know about Schemaverse and obviously what cryptocurrencies are all about. So thank you so much, Josh, for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I look forward to talking again. That was Josh McDougall from the Cryptocurrency Certification Consortium on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll be back soon with our next interview with someone in the open government community. So if you've got any questions about today's episodes or anything that Josh talked about here today, uh, don't hesitate to look him up on Schemaverse. He'll be somewhere in the Bitcoin world. Or you can always send something out on the hashtag for Twitter, which is OGTPod. 
My Twitter handle is at Richard Pietro. I'm at Vasta. And thanks again to Keith for the music for the podcast. Catch you all, I don't know, some other time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.